0: Hey folks, good morning. I hope you trust that you're having a fantastic day. Um, and I'm just gonna cut right to the chase today. Um, today is something um, I want to talk about failure today. I want to talk about uh, what it, when you, when you fail, when you really fail, like when you really like when you're embarrassed about something that you messed up really bad. Um, and then how to how, the steps to um, coming back from that, and not just coming back from that, but uh, growing from that and, and not shirking responsibility um, and all that so let 's get into it so so what happens when you fail? Failure is an inevitable part of life. we all are going to fail or have failed, or whatever the all of it combination of both um, we will fail uh, in life that 's just how it goes um, and If you're not failing, then it's basically uh, you're not, you're not, either you're not being honest with yourself or, and, or you don't have high enough expectations for yourself um, and high enough responsibilities in some way, shape or form. Um, There should be some sort of like worked in, um, I think like a worked in element of failure into your life on some level, like if you're doing it in a healthy way, um, there should be like a 10 to 15% consistent, if if not more, consistent failure rate, um, uh, apologies for the sirens. Um, it should be like a 10 to 15% at least in some way, shape or form, something like that failure rate. Um, and why, why would we want that? Because when you're going and growing, the only way that you get to growth is through failure. So there's two types of failures. There's intentional failure and there's unintentional failure. So the intentional failure, you know, we want to be having that at about 15%, you know, 10, 15, 20%, something like that, because it is going to be um, effectively helping us to grow, level up, break down our barriers, break down the walls, chip down. It's like your your pickaxe and you're using that failure to chip the walls down in front of you that are blocking you from moving forward so the way that you move you know break those down is you move at them enough times until you're like failing right it's like how do you do you know it's like when you do a set to failure in the gym it's like okay let's do squats on uh, like a set to failure or pull-ups until failure right okay great do 18 pull-ups bam you're, you're, you're like that's great job um And you can't get that 19th. Okay, so that's what it is. And that's that's intentional failure. And by hitting that wall, what you're doing is you're slowly chipping that wall down. Um, So that's intentional failure. Um, Unintentional failure is something that really sucks. And we don't really want to experience it, if we're being honest with ourselves, we don't want to feel what it feels like to lose. We don't want to feel what it feels like to be, you know, to not show up, right? That sucks. That's a horrible feeling. Um, When you let somebody down, it's a horrible feeling. Um, And I'm going to talk through today a little bit about what it means to let somebody down and then how we come back from that. So when we, when we fail to show up, right? what happens with ourselves, immediately what we want to do, this is a natural human response, but like we said, we are here to uplift our natural human responses. Um, They are not always, you know, for the best of us, Our like fight or flight instincts. It's not, it's a natural thing that wants to keep us alive but it's not always going to be best for us um, in the most ideal situation. It's not gonna uplift our entire situation, right? So it's natural, but it's not ideal. So there's a difference, you understand? So yeah, it's natural, okay, you have a response. Okay, great, you have a response, congratulations. That's good, but if we're talking about real growth, like ascension, growing into something very high, very cultivated, very productive, very efficient, very good for everybody, like unequivocally good, it, it's not gonna be what's natural. It's gonna be unnatural because because that exceptional, that exceptionality in life, that exceptional behavior, that exceptional thing is not natural. It's natural to just take the path of least resistance. That's what's natural. If you think about natural, it's the opposite of natural. Natural is to move with the flow. Natural is to go, okay, it's, it's easy here, it's hard there, I'm gonna go where it's easy. It's not natural to go where it's hard. So, so naturally, we just flow towards the easy thing. I'm gonna sleep in, I'm going to, you know, oh, you messed something up, oh man, this was, uh, whatever, no, it was because of this reason, I didn't do it because of this reason, it wasn't my fault, da-da-da. We, we take that road of, of least resistance, it's natural, right? That's, that's, the, that's the whole analogy with the garden. It's our, it's our forest before it's a garden. It's natural just to have a forest. But what we want to do is, we want to take that, we want to cultivate that, uplift it, and that requires breaking yourself. It requires breaking your head. It requires breaking your body. It requires breaking your mind, your ego, your soul. It requires you breaking you, breaking it up, and churning the earth and plowing the earth. And this is what we mean by like really plowing the earth, the sweat of your brow. Like, like, this is this is what it means to really do that work. It's 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 you know. Like when the Bible was talking about you will earn your bread by the sweat of your brow, it doesn't just mean physically. It means that you're going to be, you know, you're going to be churning up, you're going to be plowing up that crusty earth of your natural self. Natural self is just this crusty, you know, layer of earth that you try to plant in and it's not going to bear any seed. How are you going to plant any seed in it if you just toss some seed on the ground? It's not going to plant. It's not, it won't. That's not how it works right, so, so, we have to dig that up, and it hurts, it hurts. It's like you know this is and this is why you need to be around community, if you're trying to be a lone wolf, if you're trying to be some lone individual, it doesn't work because because it's not that's not how if you're talking about natural, we want to take that natural flow and put it in our direction. The natural flow is to cultivate yourself when you're around an environment of cultivation. You understand? So when you're around an environment of growth-oriented individuals, the natural flow and the path of least resistance, so to speak, is to move upward in that upward trajectory to grow. And when you're, when you're by yourself, it's very hard to do that. When you are not in a community, when you're not with people who care about you, when you're not in people who are growth oriented, you're fighting that downward trajectory. You know, it's like, it's like everybody just wants to sit around and play video games and smoke weed and jerk off. And, and, you know, just to, just to, just to get out of bed in the morning, just to move forward in life, just to grow a little bit is this massive uphill battle, right? Because the weight is so strong. So you know what is natural is sort of a relative term depending on where you surround yourself with if you put yourself in the highest level garden in the world yeah it's only natural that the seed's going to take root and grow right so that's what we're looking to do when we're saying putting ourselves around these people because that na- we want to we want like our natural we want to use the natural forces in life but in order to use those natural forces, the whole idea of the garden, in order to nu- use those natural forces, you have to intentionally cultivate the elements, the surrounding, uh, the, the forces themselves in order for you to work, for them to work in your favor. Right. So what happens when we do fail? What happens when we fail? Uh, we, we, we have to show back up in a way that is is completely honest with ourselves and with the person that we failed for you have to be completely honest about what happened you have to take responsibility for what happened i failed there's no excuses you can't say you can't say there's no excuses but what happened was that's it no you can't do that you have to say, there are no excuses, period, end of story, it doesn't matter what happened. It doesn't matter if you slept through the alarm and you didn't hear it and you went off 30 times and, and it didn't, you didn't even wake up and you woke up at 11 a.m. and it was like, what the heck happened? How did that, right? Like, it's like, it wasn't my fault, I don't know. Like, listen, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. You didn't show up, you have to focus more about the results than, than whose fault it was you know if it's somebody's fault it's your fault this is the whole this is the whole idea you know jocko willink has a very popular thing now just you know responsibility ownership taking ownership and it's very popular with people because it's true and it's a dose of reality that works and and it's actually going to yield you results in life and it's actually the most human thing to do it's to actually you know the most responsible thing to do, the highest level thing to do is to take responsibility of everything. You know, in, in our deeper mystical um, traditions, we say that responsibility brings abundance. When you take responsibility in your life, it brings abundance into your life, right? So when you take responsibility for showing up and providing for a family, it, it brings abundance. We say mystically and spiritually, but obviously also practically as well. This applies certainly practically. And so when you take responsibility, you feel the pressure of having to show up and feed a family. It makes you hustle more. It makes you get out there more. It makes you be more effective. It doesn't make you, like if you're already working 16 hours a day on something, all of a sudden you have somebody to feed, you're not just working on it because you want to work on something and like you're filling your hours and it's like not very effective. It's kind of some fluff time, you know, you're you're dolling around, you're not focused on your actual mission, all of these things. All of a sudden you have somebody to feed, all of a sudden you get really effective really quickly, right? Because, because... You, you gotta show up, it's nobody else but you, bro, you gotta make it happen. So, responsibility brings that abundance, it brings that, um, you know, and so if you're able to take responsibility for yourself, for the ones around you, you know, when you have kids, you have much, seri- much more serious responsibility. Your wife is a responsibility. Your husband it would be a, is, is a responsibility. But your kids are more of a responsibility because your kids can't even take care of themselves. Your wife can take care of herself. Right? Your husband can take care of himself. He can take care of himself. He's a grown individual. But, but a kid cannot. A child cannot. An infant cannot take care of himself. That's why they have their parents to take care of them. So then that brings an additional layer of responsibility. Not just, oh, I have another person, but another dimension. It's another dimension of responsibility, and thus that dimension of responsibility brings more abundance, and and so the more that you grow in that responsibility, the more abundance you will bring into your life. So it's it's a really simple formula, um, but you don't just have to have kids and, and get married to have that. You can also take responsibility for whatever your surroundings, your community, for your for the people around you. For you know, you could just be the one who cleans up after everybody. You could just be the one who decides to look after people. You could just be the one, hey, I'm sort of the guardian angel here. I'm gonna be taking care of folks. I'm gonna be you know, keeping my eye out for people. I'm gonna make sure that this person's feeling okay. I'm gonna make sure that these people, like whenever somebody comes into our club or comes into our room or comes into our school or comes into our wherever, a new person comes in, I'm gonna make them feel really welcome. I'm gonna take responsibility and not like, I'm not gonna wait for somebody else to do it. I'm gonna take responsibility. I'm gonna step in and I'm gonna lead the way and I'm going to make that person feel welcome. And uh, and, and that's, a, that's a deep level of responsibility that you're taking upon yourself and for the whole community. And that level of responsibility brings in abundance, right? So this whole thing is... And why 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 would something like that bring in abundance? Just to prove it further if I haven't proved it already. Because what happens, let's say, obviously, so mystically, spiritually, we're saying that it brings abundance. Why? Because, because you have a bigger vessel now. I'm going to prove this spiritually and then I'm going to prove this practically. Because you have a bigger vessel and what happens when you have a bigger vessel? You can hold more contents in the vessel. Responsibility equals your vessel. So, so saying I'm going to be taking care of, you know, 10 people today, that means your vessel is bigger. You have a bigger vessel. You have more. You need to give more. Therefore, you will receive more. Spiritually, from the universe, from the world, that's how that works. That's that ebb and flow of energy. The more that you're giving, the more that you'll receive because you're not just giving, you're not just receiving for yourself. That's part of the equation. When you are giving for somebody else, you end up receiving more, right? So the more you give, the more you receive. You just become this channel. You become a a conduit of of this energy. You can become a conduit of. Of the abundance in your life Um, and that happens by taking responsibility for somebody it happens by giving your energy by taking responsibility I'm saying I need to show up for this person I have a responsibility to show up for this person if I don't do it nobody else is gonna do it and so therefore I need to show up that means I need the resources to make this happen universe provides that for you right the world will provide that for you. God will provide that for you. And your job is just to show up and continue making that happen. That's how spiritually it works. Practically, right? What happens when you're saying, I need to show up for ten people and bring that abundance for ten people today, right? You're saying that this is this is something that it's a it's a Right, I said already that that pressure that you're putting on yourself, it will force you to show up, and and this is something that 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 um, I had a point and it slipped out of my mind. I was going to talk about this after the spiritual, the practical. It'll come back to me. Um, anyways, I'm just looking to further prove it if I haven't already. The point here is is that that this this ab- this responsibility brings abundance, and when you can take responsibility for showing up for somebody, and you can take responsibility for yourself, you are, you're owning your space and you're bringing more abundance in. And this is particularly relevant for, for when we fail in life. <laughs> for when we fail, it's a very, very, very relevant conversation because it's so easy to shirk that responsibility, right? And say, I didn't do it. But the embarrassment is actually what's gonna save you when you can own that and just take it, take it on the chin. Just take it on the chin. That is, that's the most honorable thing, and people will end up trusting you more um, because you're able to be honest with them instead of lying and deceiving and playing words and saying, you know, I, you know, this is what happened. The person, you know, they've put a bookmark on that situation. Like they've put a they've put a little tab on that situation. They say, okay, well he said this and this and this, and you know I want to give him a second chance here. But still, it's not, it's a little funny there. Um, and he didn't show up, and he's like saying this and that and whatever. Okay, something doesn't sit right with me. Um, just gonna be watchful of that. And when that happens a couple times, now all of a sudden you're losing trust in that person. That's what happens. You're losing trust in that person. So when you, in fact, it could be the opposite. When you fail, you could build trust with somebody because you are telling them, despite a failure, you're telling them the truth. And that will own the responsibility, that will own the thing. The next thing is to accept that you f- accept the fact that you failed. What might happen here is, is that um, you, get, you could get very angry, or you could get sad, or you could depress. Eventually when you accept it, you might lose that emotion. What you have to do is you have to move back into a space of like journaling, contemplation, and say, how am I going to reconcile this? How am I going to double down on these efforts? How am I going to become much more intentional about this part of my life, and make sure that this doesn't ha- make sure that this doesn't happen again? How do I do that? you go through and you write a plan and you make that happen you execute on that plan right so that that's what we're that's what we're talking about it's kind of simple but it's basic basically just management of self like we're saying it's just a couple of steps but if you're able to follow through the steps in the right order then you can you can sh- you can fail in your life and then show back up to the people that you failed for and be in have built more trust with those people and you could have you know sort of demonstrated your your loyalty with these people your 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 genuineness to these people your desire to actually show up in a way um they can really you know trust you can build respect with somebody a lot actually when you fail and you're honest and you show up with that person you're also taking responsibility so you can expand your sort of awareness, your sense of responsibility and your ab- the abundance that's going to come through your life because what happens when you fail, you feel horrible, you feel horrible and then you make sure you, you write that plan down, you execute on that plan. Next time you come through, right? The next time you come through that, taking that responsibility, practically speaking, means that the next time after you made your plan and you execute, the next time that you come through on the thing that you failed on, it's going to be so much better than the first time it was. So, So that's like an example, practically speaking, of how taking responsibility brings that abundance because you're saying, this is not gonna happen again. This is not gonna happen again. Not in my power, this is not gonna happen again. And so what happens, you end up going above and beyond. You have to make these extra fences. You have to make these extra things in order to make sure that the job gets done. Because if you're just like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. Okay, fine, yeah, okay. I'm going to do it. I'll, I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, you're not going about, you can't, it's not, you're, you're, it's like, it's like saying, I'm going to the gym and I'm going to lift 350 pounds and you try to lift 350 pounds and you can't do it. Right. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. No problem with that. Nobody's getting mad at you because you can't lift 350 pounds. Right. Okay. You can't do it. If you start making excuses about why you can't do it, I can't do it because my shoes were like, that's when people start getting, it's like, hmm. it's kind of weird. Like why are you talking about your shoes? Like it's okay that you didn't lift it. Like it's not a problem, but like, clearly there's like something you're wrapped up in this thing and like your ego's involved with it. And and it's very challenging for you to accept the fact that you can't lift the 350 pounds. Now you're blaming it on your shoes or you're blaming it on the mirror. You're blaming it on whatever silly thing that has no point in relevancy to this actual uh, action item. You know, you're blaming it on that and people start to get weird about it. And so, um. So there's no problem with not lifting 350 pounds. Then what happens is if you try to show back up and you try to just show up and you're like, okay, I'm going to do it again. And you go and you try to lift 350 pounds again, it's not going to work. It's not going to work because you're not doing anything extra in order to make sure that you get that weight up, right? So maybe the next time what you would do is instead of going to try to lift 350 pounds, you would drop it down to 300 and 25 pounds and you would do two or three reps or four reps or five reps or whatever at 325 pounds and go above and beyond at like a little bit of a lower weight and this is something that now all of a sudden you're saying I'm gonna lift this weight like a bunch more times than I usually do because I didn't get 350 and that is going to push you and drive you into being better. And and when you can be and when you can fail in front of people and be okay with it and be like dang I didn't get that 350 you know, it, what happens is you have and you're honest with people and you're real with people and you're just looking to be growth oriented and and you know, take the feedback and, and move forward with it, then people are like supportive. They're like, hey man, good shot, good shot, keep going, keep show up next time, let's go, we got this, baby, let's go, we got this. You know, there is so support you that's a community. That's what community's for. You know what I mean? It's not this like super judgy, annoying community that's like, Oh, you didn't get it, oh okay. You know, that's that is the that's, that's not a real community. That's just it's just people operating as individuals together. That's not community. You understand? So, so the way that we move forward is we have to accept this, move forward, create an action plan, and uh, and accept this on an emotional level. Take responsibility make an action plan that goes above and beyond what the previous thing was and then move forward, execute on that action plan and bring that back to the table and show that person with results that you're gonna show up for them and, you're going to, um, and that you're going to get the job done and you have to prove that, you have to prove that. When you, and when you prove that, after you prove that, not before you prove that, not after you make promises, not anything else, when you prove it in reality, then you are building a lot of trust with that person. And that person, and you can grow, and you can grow, and you can grow, you can grow that relationship. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's pretending to be perfect. It's okay to fail, you just have to know how to fail. Okay, so this is a very important thing because everybody fails, and it can be very embarrassing if it's like a big thing, or you don't show up, or you miss something, or whatever, all this stuff. It can be very embarrassing, but don't let that uh, get the best of you because this can be a very, very good growth opportunity um, that we're, that we're missing out on, that could launch you forward. These are these points that like, these are these little joints in life. I love these joints. I call them joints, like just like an elbow joint or whatever. Like these joints, either you're going up or you're going down. There's no in between. Like you run into one of these things, it's like a siphon. It'll siphon you up or it'll siphon you down. There's no, there's no in between of these, you know, there's no like, oh yeah, staying at middle ground. There's nothing like that. When you fail, you're either going up or you're going down. And it depends on how you react with it. So, so let's make sure that we're going up because because we have the choice in the matter we and so the beautiful thing is is these these joints in life these uh, these elbows these opportunities are really really beneficial for us um, because we still have a choice in the matter it's not like we don't have a choice in the matter so the choice is to always go up so when we go up that we have to follow through and go through the process and take the action steps and make sure that it happens but but when we show up, it's we're guaranteed to go up. There's guaranteed to go up. And when we're not showing up for these and we let these things get the best of us, then um then we uh then then we're guaranteed to go down. Okay, there's something in Judaism we call the Yachahara. It just means basically like um like the thing that is gonna be like stopping you from growing essentially it's like that inner voice. It's the inner critique, right? We just we've put a name to it um, in order to sort of deal with it and battle with it and stuff like that. There's a really good book called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield um, out there in the world. On Amazon, you can get it for like nine bucks or whatever. Go, I really recommend going and buying it. It's a very good book. He talks about this in like, in like a different language. He talks about the um, the resistance, and the resistance is this force within yourself that is going to try to convince you, for whatever reason, to not show up, to not do it, to not do the job, to show it when you fail, to not show back up, to hide your face, to always be pulling away, always be pulling away. Sometimes it could be like going forward because that's the way to pull away from the pack, or whatever it is, but it doesn't mean always going backwards, it could mean going forwards, but the point is that it's trying to pull you away from the pack. It's trying to pull you away from your job. That's the point of this force, the resistance. And and it's this internal resistance, and our job is to fight it tooth and nail for the rest of our life. We're never going to get away from it. That's the whole thing, is that we have to fight this thing till our death. That's the one war that you're never that's that's that never goes away. You could win a physical war, right? You win the war, we go home, send the troops home. If it was a good day, we won the war, right? Like that doesn't happen with, with. you can have a good day. Guess what? You got to show back up tomorrow. You got to show right back up tomorrow. There's no getting around this. You can't shirk this responsibility. You have to take this responsibility on the chin and say, I'm, I, there's this resistance in my life. And if you're denying this, then then you're denying an essential part of life. That's a reality. You're denying the fact that that when you wake up it 's hard to get out of bed in the morning when you want to go to work there 's a million distractions, right as you want to go and you have something to, 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 to do all of a sudden you want to go make a coffee right when you 're ready to get moving, all of a sudden, you just want to check your phone, you want to scroll and browse a little bit. Next thing this is the thing that we 're talking about it 's this resistance it 's trying to pull you away from the point of focus it 's trying to always constantly pull you away from the point of focus, and our job in life is to battle that thing as much as we can, tooth and nail and we 're going to fail we 're not going to lose every. We're not going to win every battle. But the whole point is, is that we're showing up to that fight constantly, consciously, and actively making sure that we're getting the job done. And so this is, this is, this is, this is huge. We can't shirk this one. We cannot shirk this responsibility. And this is what it comes down to um, because that's all that's going on here. We're talking about failure. This is all that's going on. We have this resistance and it's going to try to make us you know, off the mark. But what happens? My point here is, is that how does this resistance win? It wins not by f- making you fail to show up. It doesn't win by making you fail to show up. Okay, there are days, whatever stuff happens, maybe, maybe, maybe you've done everything in your power, and it's not your fault. Maybe you've, maybe it could, let's theoretically say, you've done everything in your power. You checked the weather report in advance, you checked everything, you checked the traffic, you checked what times were gonna be, you checked scheduling, you called people, you made sure there was options, you made sure, everything. Let's say there was everything, 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 everything. And you still, and it was still like a failure, right? Now, there's probably something else that you could be doing in practicality, but, in theory, let's say that you did everything possible. And you still failed. What's the tihar, What's The, the yetahar is what we call it in Hebrew. Yetzirah, what is the job of this resistance? It's to make you feel down. It's to make you still feel down. It's depression, really. It's like this state of depression. And so the, the yetsar hara, the resistance, doesn't win when you when you when you don't show up. It wins when you continue to not show up. If there's something that happens and it's not your fault, it doesn't win. Then that's just getting. That's just he's just throwing a jab at you. He's trying to land a strong cross. He's trying to knock you out. How does he knock you out? He keeps you down. So if you don't show up for something, okay. Let's move on, let's move past it. He, the way that the resistance wins is when you start getting depressed and when you start getting down on yourself and you continue to not show up because, because you don't feel good, uh, because you didn't show up yesterday. That is when we really, that's when we're really losing. And when we are in that lost space, we need to break out of that space. We have to get a little radical. We have to move. We have to make things happen. We have to change things up. We have to pull back. We have to change the battlefield. We have to change what this whole scene looks like. We have to get ahead of the game. We have to beat this thing. We have to come out on top. And so you have to do things that are gonna get you out of there. But that's the way that this thing works. It's going to keep you down as much as it possibly can. That's its goal is to keep you down. So it doesn't win when you just show up. When you, it's like one failure. Theoretically, you, it wasn't your fault at all. Like it wasn't your fault at all. Let's say it really wasn't. It go this this in theory. I'm using this theory because, because I'm, i I want to use absolutes. But um, in reality, you still are going to be taking responsibility, even if it wasn't your fault. You're still taking responsibility. Wow, I could have, you know, I could have done something better. I should have been whatever more on the ball it should have been whatever you really always want to be taking responsibility but in theory if it wasn't your fault you don't you don't really lose the to the resistance at that point you lose when you let that get you down and you continue to not show up do you understand what i'm saying It's it's a difference okay i'm using the theory to apply to 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 talk about something um, as it would, as it would unfold. But in reality, even if let's say in practicality, it is your fault. Okay. You didn't show up. It's your fault. Guess what? That resistance wants to keep you down there. So it's your job to take responsibility of that situation. Say, it's my fault. I, I, I messed up here. Um, you know, I, okay. I feel bad about that. Um, and um, this is what I'm going to do better. This is the action plan that I made. This is how I'm going to get better. We're going to go above and beyond and I'm going to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Here's how I'm going to execute it. Boom, we move forward and you get the job done and you prove to them with results that you're going to do that and that's how you beat the answer and that's how you build trust with people and that's how you build relationships with people. That's how you move forward in this life. There it is folks, okay. That's all I wanted to talk about today. Failure, how to move past it, how to move through it, and how failure will actually uplift you if you use it in the right way. Okay, let's go execute, make things happen. I'll talk to you tomorrow.